2: P3 Portable Protein Packs is the more interesting way to get your protein. P3 is the official protein sponsor of the UFC, a savory and crunchy variety of meat, cheese, and nuts with up to 13 grams of protein in every pack. Packs come in great-tasting combinations like turkey, almond and colby Jack to help fuel your day in a dynamic way. By the way, it's turkey, almond, and Colby Jack, but I read it like it was just turkey alone and then almond and Colby Jack. Why? Because I'm not a good reader. I'm tired and I need protein. Turkey, almond, and Colby Jack, to help fuel your day in a dynamic way. That's how I should have done it, but don't let my lack of reading skills interfere with the fact that this is a great product and they are the official Protein sponsor of the UFC. They're the perfect way to beat the midday slump. Try P3 Portable Protein Packs today. Fine episode of UFC Unfiltered. Country singer Rodney Atkins joins us in studio. Also, yes. the great Israel Adesanya on oh. the phone. Alan Joban on the phone. Woo. So I much fun. Did. Jimmy, I had a blast. I did too, except for the whole singing thing. You loved it. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down.
1: Ow! Oh, on the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This
2: is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Mad Sarah. Ah. Welcome. To, uh, an exciting episode of UFC Unfiltered, myself, of course, with just, the great Matt <laughs> Sarah. Did you just witness me, witness me um, sexting with my wife? Not really, though. Matt was like, married, gluten-free text- snack photos, <laughs> and he inadvertently hit the button. That's why that went off during the intro, because Matt... Did I hit something? Yes, you did. Oh, that's why this is
1: all... Uh, no, because, Jimmy, when I find a new snack... I, I, now I found two of them. When I find a new gluten-free snack I like... Um, before I finish it and throw away the wrapper, and then I try to remember yep. in a marijuana haze. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's true. true. No, but it, uh, if I try to remember, and I, sometimes I can forget shit. And I'm like, what was that snack I had? I loved it. I, I ate it on the way to Penn Station. I'm, am I boring everybody? Not at all. Well, I no, mean. this is the point though. I take a picture of the wrapper and I send that
2: to my wife. Um, you know, I just followed by a dick. Not much By the way, I just bailed out. On what would have it. been a terrible joke. I didn't do it. What? Now, obviously, the big news that everybody is talking about today um, is is uh, Matt's about- gluten free snacks. <laughs> so I am happy that he brought some new gluten free treats. He <laughs> did have some, Jimmy. But we let's have. Talk uh, about sorry, some, we got country singer Rodney, oh. Rodney Atkins, big UFC fan, is coming in. We also have Alan uh calling, yeah. and uh, we also have Israel Adesanya. Kel- Kelvin Gastelum had to cancel for whatever reason, so. Hopefully, yep. uh, bad I know schedule. who I'm picking. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I like Kelvin a lot. So, uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, you knew it was fishy with TJ wow. when he immediately relinquished the bandom weight, uh, belt before anything came out. He stepped aside. That did not look good. He has tested positive, Matt, uh, for EPO, which is, uh, I, as, as in, uh, as a fighter, you know that there's no way to accidentally get this into your system, unless it's a I, tainted supplement of heroin. No, wait, don't they shoot it?
1: Doesn't you don't, don't you have to shoot this? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What did uh, Jeff? Novitski. Yes, what did he
2: say about it, Chris, the he, he, producer? I'll tell you what he said.
1: Oh, Jimmy, why don't you say, all right.
2: He said, I'm quite familiar with EPO. Okay. From my days investigating professional cycling teams, it's a very effective substance. It's not a substance you find in contaminated supplements. It's injectable only. You have to know what you're doing when it enters your system. On a scale of seriousness and anti-doping, it's up near the top. It's very, very bad for TJ. <sighs> now, this it's Disgusting uh, is what it is. Though, you can't just say it's very bad. It's downright
1: disgusting. I mean, I mean, for his legacy, it's it's oh, devastating. it's oh, it's what legacy? Yeah, what fucking legacy? What would he, we don't know what he could have done if the playing
2: field was uh, even, you know, a leveled uh, playing field. Well, they got to go what? back and test his old sample skills. Like Cody, Cody has a legitimate fucking gripe. Of dude, I really feel for Cody.
1: I do. I do, man, because that first and that first one, he hurt him too. He almost took him out. That's right. Maybe right. that slight edge was because he's a fucking cheater. And I like listen. You know, I never had a problem with that. Yeah, kid. I always like and I too. always got along with Dwayne. But hey, man, this this is just foul. This is just as a guy that I mean, who knows? I fought before the days of Usada, so I'm sure I fought guys that were on something. Maybe I didn't. Well, maybe every time I lost, somebody was on. I'm only <laughs> really kidding. But. The thing is, I'd never know. But now you'd know. If I absolutely knew somebody I fought and uh, put me out or something, I only got stopped twice. I don't want to really. Yeah, of course not. You know, and and, Hall, I, thing and like I never tapped. But you could, you know, listen, I don't knock on anybody that tapped. Sure. I'm very proud of my fighting career. But listen to me. This is fucking bullshit, man. This is disgusting. I can't say it enough. Everybody that got stopped by him should be. Just furious, and at the same time, look at yourself and say, All right, now it makes sense.
2: Did you now see? Now it makes fucking sense, Matt. Did you see some of the statements? Could you bring that one statement what? up, yeah, from uh Sam Calvita? Um,
3: Sam Calvita his, I mean, who's talked endlessly about his strength conditioning coach at the yeah. training lab and all this oh. stuff. I'm Shit.
2: not gonna read all those, it's too long, it's but alone. it's very funny how what did he said, I'll tell you, he made it very flowery. He said, and I'll read just the first paragraph. It is with a heavy heart that I, Coach Cal, the owner, founder, and purveyor of the training lab, have recently seen the defeat of one of our family members in recent months. This defeat is not due to the skills and combat savvy of an opponent of flesh, but rather a defeat at the perilous hands of a far more sinister foe, the demon of self-doubt, which haunts each and every one of us at one time or another in our life. Look... Stop with this shit. What is that? He fucking cheated and got caught. We all have self-doubt. Believe me, if if you could get popped in life for Cialis, I'm a class A cheater because of my (laughs) self-doubt. Right. He cheated. Right. You don't have to be so flowery. What the fuck is he saying? I'm confused. He's saying basically. Somebody give me the. I'm the boy. Okay, go back. I'll read it again. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. What's going on? He'll say it fucks me up to say this. I'm um, the boss. TJ is out. He didn't get beaten by a guy, but because he was afraid of losing, he cheated. That's it. That's what he said in the whole thing? In, in a way, way, that's basically it. He said, as a man of few words, preferring passion and belief as a shield to be carried <laughs> out upon. What is he fucking... i all- for to careless and reckless dialogue. What is he, Samity Sam? What the fuck Sam are you talking him? about, Sam? I get it. He's your guy. You love him. But come on. The reality is you don't have to be flowery about it. It sucks for him. Because again, he he wanted to win, but he fucked and he cheated. <laughs> Come on, I know that thing. Dwayne Ludwig, again, a guy I like a lot. Oh, what is? Can we read his quote? Oh, what did he say? At least he didn't go over the top. Oh, what did he say? No, no, it made perfect I'd like sense. To hear that. Made perfect sense what he said. I'd love to hear what he said because that's yeah. that's his. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll tell you. I'm what not you, saying I'll, claim the fame because he fought also, but that's his guy. That's what really. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it, it. This made
2: perfect sense. All right, let's see. Let's see what he says.
3: Uh, I'll, I'll find it.
2: Oh well, now. Yeah, at least he didn't—he didn't go over the top and melodramatic, which I appreciated. It made perfect sense what he said. Here's his statement. What? Uh, okay. All right. Oh, here we go. All right. Don't, don't break up the rhythm. All right. This I is the think statement. Chris would have had this right here, but no. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you had. Wow, no, Daddy you, does not have. Now I look at on.
1: TJ's abs. I can't even look at him and be like, oh, he has good abs. Now I'm thinking he. All right, here's what he said. I'll abs. find
2: it. <laughs> here's what he said. He is not the first, nor... Wait, hold on, hold on. Can you read it like a normal person? No, but these are they're dramatic. I have to read no, it. No, but you sound like an old army general That's or That's exactly shit. how they're writing
1: it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: He's not the first, nor will he be the last. But yes, it is inexcusable. People make mistakes, but he's still my ninja. And then he hashtags, still my ninja, Keleshaw. And then he quotes, this is a very appropriate quote. He that is without sin among you... Let him cast the first stone, and then he puts the author of that quote, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you went right for J.C., did
1: you? My God. I mean, let me think of both quotes. Let me just be mature about it. T.J. may me, not me, get to the mountaintop let's with Let's think you. about it. Let's think about what we really think. Here's what he's saying. No, this is what I say.
2: Bo- fucking boo these guys. No, these quotes are important. God, oh, they're fucking horrible. T.J. Dillashaw had a dream. <laughs> We don't need the dramatics, dude. It's fucking,
1: dude. I mean, and he's he's still my ninja. Get out of here with
3: that. It's really crazy, too, man. I'm a huge, I mean, you know, whatever. I'm maybe talking the past tense was a huge (sighs) CJ Dolshaw fan, but I I loved watching the guy fight. His style was so exciting. What would have happened if he won the Flyway title? And then all this comes out. It's because it was going to come out. It's, listen, he
1: cheated. He, this is. I like any other sport, people like, oh, he cheated with baseball. They did something with that. Now he's hitting the ball harder. You're hitting somebody's face harder. Yeah. You're rattling around their brains. It is it is it's like assault. I know that sounds weird, but it's not fair, man. Yeah, I agree. It's not fair to make yourself more powerful or that you do not get tired, and the other guy is getting tired because, as a human being, you you can only put out so much. You get a little tired. So I mean, this guy's recovering faster to do you bodily. The goal is to take you out. How is the guy going to tap? You get about to break a joint, and it's like wearing brass knuckles, or you're just beat. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit, man. I don't mean I would if if he's. When these guys gets pinched like this, I, I'm up for a lifelong ban and a big fuck you and a
2: fine, Jimmy. Because this was such a serious... I mean, to me, it is. Yeah.
1: Fuck, if I got my... I mean, listen, you're getting... And not only that, like Cody... Cody Garbrandt, I mean, who knows what that takes out of the rest of his career? How about that, TJ? How about that? What does it take out of this kid's career that he gets stopped twice by a fucking cheater? What does it get take, What I mean, who knows? How, it might he might not not have as long as a career so he not have might not have any as many options to make the money that he would have made it sounds that sounds dramatic no, that's but real. that's the fucking truth no. of it so fuck you man tj I'm mad, dude. Yeah. Now I'm in a bad mood. Why? Well, here, do you I'll want to hear some to Cody? of Cody's
2: tweets? Let me look tweets? at his new well,
1: snacks Cody, I like. Well, Cody yeah. didn't <laughs> seem upset by it. No, it's fucking... Co- Cody what? Co- Cody... Jimmy. <laughs> <what? laughs>
3: I knew Matt didn't <laughs> read the
2: tweets.
1: I didn't read any. I'm Not on
3: Twitter. Co- <laughs> Cody tweeted, test all his samples. I bet for a fact more EPO pops up. TJ Dillashaw's a coward. TJ, call me when that suspension is up, scumbag.
2: By the way, good, what was good. his quote... No, no, but what was his tweet whatever the uh, was it this before the second fight where he referenced EPO?
3: yeah uh, I, I can get that quote essentially he says in a T- EPO T-J is says, going to your
2: brain or something yeah they
3: were going back and forth and cody says to him yeah i bet it's all that epo running through your brain or whatever you uh, know before the second fight did EPO's. tj respond to that tweet um probably the, those those have been deleted i went to tj's site to see it i guess they were just screenshots that people had but um you know yeah i mean they were going back and forth and he said it i think even at one of the press conferences yeah uh, Cody accused him, like, when they were kind of face-to-face. It's so he's been talking about it a long time, and it turns out that he... Yeah, you know, obviously so, was so Cody
2: obviously him. knew what he was talking about. Yeah. I guess that. I guess in that world with you sure. fighters, there's these... The rumors that everybody knows is true, like, but you maybe you've never seen him do it, but, like, everyone talks about it, you know. Like, it's probably one of those things where the guys on the inside just know you who's know doing what, it. You
1: know what nobody's going to talk about what all this shit is... The after parties that, like the last after party that Cody had to go to, when right. everybody's like, "Oh man," you right. know, everybody's feeling bad for him. Every dude, he got cheated. You can't. No, now, two years. This guy's sitting on the sidelines after all the money he made and everything else like that. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make that better. What, Jimmy? <laughs> you want some more of my gluten free snacks, Jimmy? Go
3: ahead. Well, Matt, can I just say that? Sorry, just, everybody. Just, just like? to be clear, though, it's like. Yes, we can infer that TJ was stop. Using stop during what you are saying right there. Stop yeah, what you're yeah. saying, but, this you are saying. This is
2: what you are going to say. You don't like the lawyer,
1: Chris? No, no,
3: no. This is what Chris is saying. No, no, well, no,
2: no.
1: There's, listen, he might have passed those tests. Hey, dude, I don't give a shit. No, I agree. You I get agree caught you. once doing something like this is blatant. Yes, this isn't a fucking cock pill.
3: This is this is John Jones. That's no. It's like it's John a totally Jones is thing.
1: always going to be. It, you can't say that could really. Tarnish him because you could be like, hey, man, I don't, you know, right. it, there's, there's there's, doubt there. You know what I mean? This one, you know, here's what Jeff said. He, he not, said there's no way this is an accidental fucking taking um, the wrong supplement. It's injectable. They hormone. should go
2: back and, and test those samples. And you know they can. They yeah. should. Yeah, but
1: obviously, you know, people know how to beat the system sometimes. And that, I mean, the fact that he got popped and it's he's not even twice on two it, tests.
2: What's that? It was on two tests. Yeah. This was You're January eighteenth any- and December twenty eighth or 29th, ninth. Am I correct?
3: Correct, because they they didn't show up in the fir- in the December twenty eighth test because they don't test for this in every test, I, but they do test for it. And when they went back, they found it.
1: December I wouldn't give any value to any victories this fucking kid has. How about that? Fuck em. I'm I'm not happy with it. As a guy that used to fight, as a guy that's has like guys as fighters that are like I'm very close with right like you know what I'm saying like like if if he put one of my guys I I'd, I'd be even more like like I mean it's upsetting I I, lo- I mean Cody's a nice kid you know what I mean but if it's like a guy that I'm really close to sure. or something i will be like dude this is fucking this is this is this is it's it's just disgusting I can't think of a worse word it's fucking it's just it's inexcusable it's just good take 2 years you made plenty of money go ahead relax a little bit Come back and say, "Oh, that's the only time you ever did it."
2: And uh, whoever believes you is a dumbass. And Cody, and by the way, Cody uh, was replied to you by uh, Conor McGregor. Replied to him on Twitter. He said, "Respect Cody. The loyalty you showed for Uriah and your team on that faithful day in the Ultimate Fighter gym will forever stand out to me. Enjoy this moment and these return victories to you, clean and unbeaten."
3: So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, w- would you guys consider this, I mean, considering TJ on the on the pound for pound list, he's fighting for two titles, everybody's considering him after he, he beats Cody for the second time, everybody's saying this guy's really yeah. w- one of the best ever, maybe the best band of ever. Is this the worst in terms of damaging someone's legacy that we've seen so far? In I, can't,
2: I can't think of another bust yeah. that has been more like wipe the slate clean fucked up.
3: Right. Except, yeah. I mean, there's that
2: Russian fighter heavyweight who was just suspended for life because he had failed five tests and refused to take a test. I don't even remember his name.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ruslan uh, Magomedov, I believe. His yeah, name is, but so I yeah. mean, like he's
2: not the name or he's not a champion. No. T
1: J. Uh, it, like what was T J. The way the Dwayne Ludwig's. put in uh, uh, No, wow. I thought of that. Yeah, man, dude. I mean, uh, he put these guys lights out, and he, and he looked on a different level. You know what I mean? Everybody's saying, "Oh my goodness. Look at him. he looks at a different level and uh, he's just he's heading. Look at it. He, he and his shoulders above everybody else. Look at him and look at what he did to Cody and dude, it's not it's not fair, man. It's not fair to these guys. It's not fair to their families. These guys, not only the injuries what about the mental damage? What about getting embarrassed in front of all your families and friends right. after the lead up, after the trash talk? You're letting down your... Oh, you're, you're carrying... What about poor team alpha male, man? You know, oh, you're carrying the flag for them. You Oh, you feel you let your team down. You, Hey, Cody, you didn't let nobody down. This fucking
2: guy cheated. He owes the world an apology. Where is he? Where's the fucking sorry? No. Where be, is he? They'll come out. They, they. I think he's just one of those... Now, it's like, what do oh. you do? He, he has to make a statement. He has to. By the way, uh, we were talking before the show. Chris raised a good point, which I wanted to steal as my own, but he's here. <laughs> Was that you could see how he did not lose well either, TJ? Like, when it, like even this loss to Cejudo, he's like, no, you didn't beat me. You didn't beat me. Like, you know,
3: right? And the Cruz wow. lost he refused. And again, I really am a, a huge fan of TJ Dillashaw's, and so it's it's really well, hard. Yeah, you to like, like to him more this. now. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I like when people uh, so try much, to get the so advantage. Much I like them ready.
1: Like uh, what do you do like, oh, like, no. like a seventh um, grader
3: but right but that's the truth i mean after I the cruise fight I'm he refused disgusting. to um, accept that he lost that fight he always said he won that fight he he refused okay. to accept that he lost the pseudo. it was robbed from him which there's an argument there but I'm but you see fan. it and you go man now you couple that with the fact that he failed this test and you go he, what he exactly does
2: this do i know it does something with re- oh. your red blood cells what exactly does it how does it help you I heard it makes
3: it like you don't get tired, the, right? That, is that, that what happens? That's the biggest. I mean, I was reading a little bit about it. Yes, that, that probably is the biggest benefit. It's not like a- um, Could I take it? Yeah, you, I mean, I'm sure you can. Like, could and then it. just
2: go do regular workouts. How would it fuck me up?
3: I, I don't, I mean, other than like whatever the, the, the side effects are right. of it. I mean, I, What it, are they? That, I don't know. That I haven't looked into. But yes, it's a conditioning. It's a cardio. And that's a thing that TJ was known for, which is really, uh, it's crazy you know, endurance, when you start thinking about it.
1: Endurance is such a huge part of this fucking thing of this mm-hmm. game so if you're not getting tired that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna dictate how you fight mm-hmm. there's a you know there's a reason why guys, some guys don't go for takedowns they're afraid of getting tired or a failed right. takedown is gonna be like oh
2: man if you know you're not getting tired why the fuck not sure we should bring our guest in yes. we have uh, Rodney Atkins. yeah man um, he is a uh, a country singer and a big fan that's what's oh. the most important thing yeah let me go get him he is a uh, just, just him, Chris. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. Well, we know. should just lock the door and not let Chris back know, in. Man. Let's just lock that. Let's don't let Chris in. And let's attack our gluten-free
1: snacks. I'm so happy when I find new snacks. I don't Split blame you. Split pea crisps, Jimmy. Yeah, they're good. Well, you say good. I say a little better. I'm not going to say great because I just tried it. Yeah, I'm not going to get I might get sick of them if You're I get not say great. But I'm going to say very good at least. You know?
2: All right. How are you? Hello. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Rodney.
1: How are you, man? Matt. Nice to meet
2: you, man. How are you? Jim. Pleasure. How How you doing, man? How are you? Go ahead, buddy. We have have guests that aren't fighters come in. You know, we have actors or singers or whatever, uh, comedians. And it's always helpful when they're a a UFC fan, which you are, which is helpful.
4: Are you
1: you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I want to know.
4: I heard you yeah, went man. to the Nashville fights. I did, man. That was my first actual actual UFC fight, man. Oh, so, a live event? Yeah. Ha- that's was the first time? Thoughts? I- oh, dude, it was it was it's incredible. It was is a completely different experience because I'm used to a crowd like that and music and yeah. loudness happening. And man, it's it's like one big Emotion that everybody's feeling. <laughs> you're, you're taking those rides together. Right. Is uh oh, uh, and then obviously the 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 Pettis uh, Wonderboy uh, finish was like what? Right, right. <laughs> it, it, a live event. If you, especially if you've never
1: been to a UFC live, that it's just such a the energy in the crowd. Yeah, it's almost know, a, it's like almost like
2: when when a guy gets knocked out in yeah. front of all those people. It's it's this really crazy animal reaction, like it's like almost like watching two gladiators, like the way they would have reacted in the Coliseum. There's there's just this weird, like when Amanda knocked out Cyborg, it's yeah. this crazy energy that washes over everybody. Like you've just seen one person beat another person the worst way you can possibly beat them.
4: Yeah, the the the, the crazy thing is that like playing music, I've played in some different situations. Like for instance the USO tour stuff. We're in Afghanistan. We're out there in war zones. And I, I had a hit on a song called Farmer's Daughter. And to be standing there singing Farmer's Daughter in Afghanistan with a bunch of men and women, and we're all kind of nowhere. We're just all together wherever we are. And it's an emotional ride that music lets you take take yourself on. And being in that situation, the energy like was... It's tense, man. Everybody's like right here on the edge during every single fight. <laughs> when you, yeah, when I just you went, can't imagine that. When you did the USO, US, I've done one. I did it in,
2: uh, at the end of 2003, we did Iraq, just a few places in Iraq. I, I never went to Afghanistan. Uh, were they flying you around in, uh, in, in Blackhawks so or how were you getting around?
4: Yeah, we, we flew in Blackhawks and Ospreys and all kinds of crazy stuff.
2: Isn't it scary taking off? We, we, I didn't fly any helicopters. We were flying the C-130s. And when you take off in, in a war zone, it, they just they they go straight up and they do all these combat maneuvers to land and to take off so that no one can fire RPGs at you. Yeah. It's really scary getting around. It's motivated. some epic stuff.
4: The, the the big thing for me of the UFC that I finally once I discovered you know the UFC as people do, MMA, it's the mindset, man. I mean, I've heard you say it that in your fights the you don't buy you don't buy into the hop, uh. and that's that mindset is unbelievable to me what what you have to tell yourself not not to mention when you're seeing your own blood, but yeah. so you watched for a while if you're quoting some of my fights, that was when I went to fight for a title so you, yeah. how long have you been a fan for? How long have
1: you been watching the u f c uh
4: around for sev- for several years man the, kind of the way that I sort of discovered it i I had a song that was released that was not a hit <laughs> a few years ago called Eat, Sleep, Love, You, Repeat. And um, I got a message one day from Brock Lesnar's camp Uh saying, I'm coming after you. I'm going to get you. You stole my phrase. And it wasn't him. It was just their Twitter. They're playing with me, you know. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, shit, Brock (laughs) Lesnar. And I actually got to know Brock through that and just – what a guy. What a sweet guy. What a amazing guy.
1: You seen some of his fights? Or I'm sure you seen his wrestling I, matches. You seen uh, Of
4: his... course, yeah, watched. I mean, like I said, never attended any of them, but obviously watched all of Brock's fights and stuff.
1: Any uh favorite fighters? Pleasant uh current uh, you know, uh, company not included. Yeah. Any any favorite fighters you watch? Or?
4: Uh sure. Um they're just all so different, man. I mean yeah. everybody kind of loves and hates Connor McGregor right yeah. now. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Connor? I have no idea, you know. I don't know what that story is. Yeah. I hate th- when the press comes into actually what he does. Yeah. But his you know, his style of fighting uh is incredible. I love um who's out there? Amanda Nunes oh, will man. blow your hat in the creek, man, how right? she fights. She is a She's gonna blow way. your hat in a creek. That's a great
2: <laughs> that is a country expression. Yeah, I
4: think so. it's, it's not it's, a Long Island expression. I love it. No, uh, no. It's uh gosh, who's who's out there that uh, I mean John Jones. Yeah. To understand that, that guy's is amazing how Sometimes I don't understand his fights. I just don't understand yeah. what he does. <laughs> Neither do the guy he's fighting. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: exactly. Well, they just no,
4: know he's winning. I, I guess that's what it is, man. He just yeah. comes out of nowhere. He keeps. I guess what he does is he he disrupts the other guy. Yeah. Is that?
1: Well, I mean, he just has such an understanding. He has such a... Um, he uses his length, and he has such a great uh, control of distance. Guys get past those long arms. His elbows are devastating. Yeah, he throws them like He's fast. got great wrestling, fantastic wrestling. He's... He's just really the total package, John Jones. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
2: To say the least. I mean, he's just so, you know. It's fun I to mean, watch John Jones right now trying to make up for the money he lost in the last couple of years, too. He's just taking fight after fight. This is his really? third fight in, in, in 12 months. He looks uh, like he's, yeah. enjoying, against he's enjoying, Santos. enjoying it. Yep. He looks like he's enjoying it. Yeah, he is. I mean, but anybody who's impossible, anyone in the top five, he'll take. He doesn't give a shit.
4: I heard y'all talking to Anthony the other day about his fight, and he just was frustrated was with bad. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lionheart,
1: Anthony Smith. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I don't believe his stock went down with that fight. I mean, I think he's going to learn a lot from it. He didn't get destroyed. He, you know... It was probably a shutout, wasn't it? I, yeah, I think it was 50-45, uh,
2: Right? Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, well,
3: John lost the two po- two points actually for the uh, for the knee. But whatever. But yeah, oh, see, right, I mean, yeah. he beat him five rounds.
1: And down. his credit to that, he took that knee, got up like a champ, continued on. Never a question with that.
3: Could he, couldn't
2: know? he? Have, uh, couldn't he have? Couldn't uh, he have stopped the fight there if he wanted to?
3: He could have, but there was no way uh, that guy was going to do that. You
2: know? Yeah, that, well, he's lying heart. He's not chicken heart, Jimmy. Right? You know. But I would have. Done. So yeah.
1: So tell me, Rodney, you took um. You took seven years off from your last album, if that's correct, is that? No, it takes time to just create, how does that work? I'm not a songwriter.
2: I've been knowing to sing a little bit. Yeah, I'm a great show. He's very yeah. gifted. No, I'm, I'm the opposite of you. Why don't you show yeah. him your song, Matt? No, no, no. no, no. no. Don't, I don't Matt, want to. I'm, listen uh, to me. Matt loves to
1: yeah, a, sing. Uh, now now you're going to do a perfect Paris. Opportunity. No. This
3: is great. No. What you got, man? Do you know who Edson no, Barbosa no, 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 is? No no no, no, no,
1: no. Let's get back to the... <laughs> he has a great Edson Barbosa song. He's here to promote some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe he'll put you on his album, Matt.
1: He likes to embarrass me. Go ahead. I'm going to do it. When, before you leave, I promise I'll sing. Yeah. It. But we got to ease into it. You got to do the bar. You got to let, I 100% will. Okay. And I will <laughs> don't let him off the ready. hook. He's good. I'm but uh, so tell me, seven <laughs> years, yeah. is it just, I don't know, is that, I mean, I guess that's a long time between <laughs> albums. It, it, you know, it is
4: <laughs> in, in the country music format for sure. I think in, yeah. in, in rock, you know, classically, folks have taken time to make records. Because you can't rush, you know, your I don't I mean, think how does so. That work? I, so the way that I guess the the machine, the the labels, the booking agents, the managers—they want stuff, new stuff all the time. They want new music every every year, probably if they could they could choose. I have always taken four or five years at least to work on a record. Um, I'm big on accountability. I don't think I can hand my record label a bunch of just ditties and junk and mm-hmm. and I don't think the people are gonna buy it I don't think that the record label can just automatically get anything played I think that it, stop, it begins and starts with me I'm involved in the production and I mean every kick drum every guitar feel every background everything on my records um, so yeah it takes me a long time because I don't have the answers I don't I'm not I don't say I'm a uh, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm a singer I'm a producer I'm a songwriter I'm a song mechanic I just love working on songs and each song individually and 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 taking my time and I like to go out and play new songs live for folks and get a a read on on what the real world thinks not just the music professionals do you like
2: Spotify and all that stuff in all these ways that people like millions of people could stream your stuff and hear it without necessarily buying the record so I mean on some level you guys might lose sales but make up for it on on a live performance because more people listening to you the
4: the the I know at, at one time, the digital age of music, a lot of music people were fighting that and thought it was a Didn't bad thing. Didn't Garth Brooks fight that for a long time? Yeah, and I think he still has some kind of his own digital way of selling music. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. To me, it's insanely incredible that it has almost, I think, saved live music. Because instead of releasing a song, say if I release a single to radio, it will take about... Easily, it could take a year for that song to go from number 70 to number 40 to 35, to go all the way up the charts. That's a year that you're burning of your kind of career with Spotify and Apple Music and everything. I can have a song on there. For instance, Caught Up in the Country is a single that's out now. It was, say, number 44, and it had 50 million streams on Spotify at that time. I can go put out two or three songs and build a live show so people are familiar with more than one song, you know, and not having to wait for it to go up the charts. And, and well, I'll, I'll listen to stuff I wouldn't
2: go out and buy if it's on Spotify. I'm like, all right, I'm just paying for it for the month, so I'll check this out. And you check out more stuff by an artist because it's right there. You don't have to go out and buy it. Absolutely. Which I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I'm just. I'm stuck in. You know, it's not sort of like Sabbath, saying. Well, you no, know,
4: like with UFC, I think the fact that the the. UFC app and the way you can get – you can watch fights It's amazing. Now. I don't have to wait like old ABC, CBS sure. <laughs> days. Yeah. Hopefully in six months there'll be one fight that I can watch. I can go watch them all, man. And I'll watch in the cab sometimes. Like if I'm going
2: somewhere in a taxi and they're yeah. fighting, I'll just, I'll just put – I'll turn on the app and I'll watch in the cab. It's great.
4: I, I do it all the
1: time, man. You ex- I'm looking at your age here, man. I thought you were even younger than me. You look good, man. Are you, what do you do for exercise? You working out at all? Absolutely. What do you do?
4: Uh it's more hit stuff.
1: Oh, you doing some? You ever do some mitts or striking or anything? You ever do any? No,
4: I never have, man. I never have. I've, I've got. A, I started working with it so a while back. I found out actually I was energy trying to figure out what was going on with with me, and uh So, I met my birth mother a few years ago. I was adopted, I was, oh. and have uh, gotten to know her. You said recently. Yeah, in the last. Few years. Wow. Did you just have this thing where like, I want to meet her and I'm going to find her? Uh, well, I, so I, I was doing some stuff to kind of promote adoption. Worked with the National Council for Adoption with President Bush and um, still do a lot with the home I was adopted from, Holston Home for Children. And um, so I did some articles in magazines. I started having a few folks come up at shows with this like a Ziploc baggie full of hair saying, I'm your uncle, brother, cousin, oh, sister. Shit. Oh, no. just got weird. So I said, man, i got to figure this out. So I met my birth mom. And, um, what,
1: did you get a P- uh, private investigator or something? Or yeah, how does that work? I mean,
4: yeah, it's kind of a, you go through an attorney, files oh. with the state, and then they, I guess they hire a PI. Oh, okay. Got to, go, got to meet her, found out I have a couple of brothers and sisters and all this cool stuff, but found out with her that I come from a line of diabetics. And so once I knew that, started checking my blood sugar and seeing some of that squirrely stuff happening, oh, so that's what's happening. That's why I feel like shit. And once I got found out what that was and adjusted everything, then, you know, you start working out harder. You, you're eating specifically what you should eat. Yeah. Suddenly you're sleeping better and, you know, yeah. and you feel like a million bucks. But for the last several years... Long time, you know, I couldn't understand what in the, what's happening because diabetes is, it's yeah. crazy what it does to you. How far from you did she live? Um, so I was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. I grew up in a town called Cumberland Gap, population 400 or something. Uh, and then I live in Nashville. She lived in, in Knoxville. Oh, wow, Okay. Yeah.
2: So what was it like growing up in a town with 400 people?
4: Awesome.
2: Wow. You like awesome. it? Yeah, absolutely. Is it a big, and, you, and then you move somewhere where there's like, you know, 50,000 or 100,000 people. Do you miss the small town or do you like, wow,
4: that uh, sucked in comparison to this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love the, the small oh, town. You do. But, you know, the, the thing is, the, New York makes you feel like a small town a lot of times because yeah. it's it's the people that are friendly and it's it's, I call it the rural heart. It's the thing that makes you want to just, I can stop out here on the corner, and and ask because 52nd and Third or whatever doesn't make sense in my rural head. But <laughs> but I can stop and head. ask somebody for directions, man. And people are going to bend over backwards to help you and make it. It's that's that's the small town vibe. Yes, yeah. That's the friendly. My my wife's family live in Hop Hog here, and they're all, Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, man, we're neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Uh, Her whole was. family are a bunch of heroes. They're all retired in what? PD and ah,
1: My father's retired NYPD. We could
4: have been hanging out ages yeah, ago. Yeah, man. You know, we're both singers. I'll but don't say, bring that up again. No, no, Bunch of crazy, beautiful Italians, man. Hey,
1: you know, not to throw this out there. If you ever want to try some jujitsu, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna throw you my number. You might, hey, you yeah, might man. love it. You might love it. You're all not right. a little guy either. Not that it's made for big guys, but jujitsu is a fun way to. It's not trying to get you ready for a cage. Fun way to stay in shape. And you're learning to strangle people. Yeah, man, that's so cool. it's great, man. You know, I mean, if you ever want to try about. it, you let me know.
2: Absolutely. You know, you're visiting your in-laws. You might as well stop by. Absolutely. Matt's shy to ask too because he is a, a, a bit of a crooner. Now, have you ever considered having a UFC fighter in a song?
4: I have. I would. Uh, I think that would be great, man. I mean, Matt's just good.
2: He li- he likes to belt it out. Do you know Edson Barboza? <laughs>
1: I
4: do.
2: <laughs> I just saw that. Fight. Sometimes when I
1: think of him, wait, wait, hold on, Rodney, <laughs> you, you
2: love Edson Barboza.
1: No, I mean, I'm just asking <laughs> Jimmy,
5: what are
4: you doing? You listening to me? I'm listening to I'm him. I'm asking saying. him
1: if he knows who Edson Barboza is. Yes?
4: Yes, I do. Because
1: every time I think of him, I just want to say, um, <laughs> <laughs> Barboza, Barboza. Edson Barbosa, you're only a kick away. Come on, Rodney Barbosa, Barbosa, Barbosa. Edson Barbosa. Barbosa. I'm sorry, you're never gonna do
2: this show again, are you, Rodney? I (laughs) apologize, Rodney. I'm coming back every time. I'm I'm never gonna do this show again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man! I'm gonna gain so many country fans after this. Oh. Album's coming soon, everybody. <laughs> Rodney, it. I, I want to apologize for that. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I, I apologize for that.
2: Okay? Credit to Matt. I wasn't sure if he would do it. What do you, it.
1: you think? I? You know I fought George St. Pierre? Yes, you did. In Canada? Don't bring that one up. I got my ass kicked in that one. But I also <laughs> fought him in good old Texas, Rodney. You understand? You're, yeah. I yeah. fought him in Texas. shocked the fucking world But let's get to your (laughs) new album though These guys got me all wild though This
4: is all good man Apologize for the song Don't apologize Rodney enjoyed
1: it I want to promote his new album It's been seven years Everybody's waiting for the new album They're psyched It's coming out When? (laughs) Who's promote it Yes Yes. Come
4: on May the 10th Yes May the 10th. Let's baby. hear it. Yeah, man. Chris the
3: Producer? No, I was going to say Caught Up in the Country comes out May Sorry. 10th. Current <laughs> single, Caught Up in the Country, featuring uh, the Fisk Jubilee Singers. It's been streamed 73 million times, which what?
4: is pretty good. Do you check those numbers? I mean, oh, it, really. it's hard not to. No, you don't. I don't, man. I, I don't get caught up in that stuff. I you make don't. it crazy. I don't believe the hype, man. <laughs> you <laughs> don't does. believe
1: the hype. Um, to help sales, I'm not trying to tell you how to sell things. You, you're your PR person also. You might want to put out there that I'm you might have a, a duet with me on this.
4: A duet day. with Matt. You know, hey, good it's guy. in the works, man.
1: You might get a whole new guys that'd be like, I never listened to country music. You know, guys from right. Long Island. It's true. With bad accents like mine. That no, sounds you good. You might say I never
2: listened to that country what? That's amazing. You have Those a newscaster, You have a newscaster accent. Nobody can tell where you're from. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we had a we had a song <laughs> called If You're Going Through Hell, that was my first number one song. And uh-huh. I I feel like that should be a a major part of of the UFC. I thought that if you were going, going to say hell. that's you
2: going through this
1: interview as you're going through hell. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney, no, I thought he seemed this like a moment of
2: How many uh, number one hits have you had?
4: Six. Wow.
2: Oh, oh man. Seven. So are you competitive with other guys like that? Like, Do you feel like uh, you know, this one has seven number ones, I have six number ones? I mean, on some level.
1: It's th- is there...
4: I, I don't. You I don't, don't? I don't think that way.
1: After your first hit, I mean, how soon did you have your second hit? If you don't mind me asking, because I want to say, how much pressure is that? Because there's so many one-hit wonders. Absolutely. Way, you, the fact that you got you're way past that. You know, that's, that's you can never sure. consider that. But that's got to be scary if you're that one-hit wonder. You know, what and I mean? that
4: happens a lot, man. Of course, you know. And so. when it happens so fast for folks, they don't know how they how it happened. Right, you know, it, yeah. if you get kind of lucky, here. fifteen seconds yeah. of fame type of thing. Yeah, and they just try um, to
2: recreate the first thing, and it's, it's not as good. The second one is never as good as the first one. you know. Yeah.
4: Um So, I actually signed my record deal in '96, and then I didn't have a number one till 2006. Oh, right, so you were in for ten years. Yeah. So after that, what? So after the way that, how the, long so after you, th- to answer that, um, it happened pretty quick. I have four number ones. Back to back to back to back. Wow! So if you're going through hell, is my first number one song. The second one, as I was, I do all my stuff at home, all my vocals and everything, recorded myself, kind of like this setup. And um, my little boy, who was four at the time, was in the floor coloring and coloring book. And so I sang the the vocal on "If You're Going Through Hell." The next day, I went to pick him up from pre-K, and his teacher stopped me, Miss Sarah. She said, I need to talk to you about Elijah. I said, okay. And she said, we're in the lunch line. I'm turning the lights on and off to signal that tells the kids, get in line, be quiet, we're going to lunch. She said, flip the lights on and off. They all got in line. Then I heard a little voice singing, if you're going through hell, keep on going, don't <laughs> slow down. And so Eli repeating the song that I would sung. I wound up writing a song about my four-year-old Said a four-letter word. Song called "Watching You," and that became the second number one. So basically, just it
1: th- must have, a way must have been a relief when you did have that. S- you said it came real quick.
4: It was the second single off. The oh, album. look at that!
1: Oh, so you never had that anxiety of being like, "How am I going to follow
2: up my number one single?" Because it was already there. It was right there.
1: But
4: you still have it every single time. You, you still, do. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You still, you don't know.
2: When shows go on sale, do you panic? If I'm doing a show, all I do is obsess that nobody's going to show up. Do you start to panic like, all right, is it over yet? Are people coming?
4: (laughs) Of course you do, man. Of course you do. The songs, when you write your songs and you're
1: like, all right, this is my album, do you look at it and go, all right, that's, that's the one. That's the one every, that's the single right there. Or is it, or do you get surprised? Do you get like, Oh man everybody likes this I, I this is nice, but I wasn't thinking I didn't think this would strike a chord with
4: everybody is it does happen yeah, of course you you kinda are surprised sometimes you do have feelings and you feel a- yeah attached to certain songs, I guess more than others, but um sometimes you you do get surprised at how folks are gonna relate to something that's so personal like watching yeah. you that song I just wrote. As a day in the life of being a dad, having a son, and it's ba- watching you. If you hadn't heard it, it's just about a my kid cusses, <laughs> and I said, "Where'd you learn that?" And he says, "Watching you." Oh my! god. And then later, I'd uh, see him praying. I said, "Where'd you learn that?" And he says, "Watching you." How many kids do you have? Uh, have two boys, and have one on the way in August. Oh, congratulations! Damn, <laughs> Excited. Boy or girl? You don't know. Boy. Third oh, third boy. boys, yeah. Ah, I got three girls. Nice. <laughs> so I got a song for you, the tune we had a, a hit on. After watching you, it was a song called Cleaning This Gun. Yes. And it's about... Somebody coming to meet the daughter? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Ah. I'm rehearsing my scene from the movie Bad Boys with myself and my... Uh, I got this Uncle Edwin at home, who's my brother-in-law. He's a 300-pound dude. He's, <laughs> so it's like, you know, when, they, when they're coming around, it's going to be me and Uncle Edwin at the front
2: door, Jimmy. Yeah.
1: You know? I know I'm a short guy, but I have like back in the day when I used to fight on like, like- Viking and Tweety. You mean? You son of a bitch! What did you trying to say? Oh, I'm sorry. I, when you said Viking and Tweety, I didn't oh. know. I didn't know the names. So are the guys' so I names. Viking, don't know how bad I think of a big Viking person, and I thought of a little Tweety bird. Like I'm a little Tweety bird. No. All right, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rodney. Uh, that's for my singing. I, I got to keep apologizing for that. I
2: think Rodney enjoyed it more than I was hoping he would. <laughs> I was hoping he would hate it, but he really got he into shows it. Shows that you. he's got a sense of humor. All right. Well, the album. <laughs> Uh, we only have, Ronnie for a short period yeah, of time. Uh, it, it's uh, called Caught Up in the Country, and it comes out May the 10th. And if you want to check out the single, um, it's called uh, Caught Up in the Country, and you can, it's been streamed 73 million times. Go to Spotify and check it out. That's the good part about the technology. You can just go listen to the song. You don't have yeah, to go man. to the store. Just punch it up on your phone. It'll be there in three seconds. And if you like it, you can get more.
1: There absolutely. You yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, I'm going to
4: get it. Jimmy,
1: thank you very much Uh, there's a
4: couple more tunes. they they have these what's it called instant grats so four months going into the album release they release one song early so there's like i think three of those that they can get early from the new album that are out there now
2: okay so they can go grab all
4: those off spotify or whatever absolutely isn't that nice yes it is
2: it's they can just go out there and it's convenient yeah it is because i'm lazy I'm, I literally listened to the same two bands for 28 years, and then I finally started <laughs> jumping around when I was on spot. I'm like I could just sit on my ass and do it. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Alan Javan calling in. We also have Israel Adesanya calling in. Good luck, man. It was good talking to you. It's nice to it's see you. It's a pleasure, a man.
4: UFC love love you in. guys. Love UFC, and uh, it's an honor to get to come talk to you guys. Really man. great to meet Thank you, man. man. And good luck with the album too. Thanks, dude. will right, we'll be right five. back
2: after a stressful game. It's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details.
0: What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.
2: That was a lot of fun. Thank you to Rodney Atkins, Really nice guy. uh, (laughs)
1: What a nice dude.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed him a lot. uh, Well, he really knows good singing when he hears it. (laughs) He actually didn't leave. He threw himself out the window. That was how he (laughs) left. Good guy. I enjoyed Matt's song. I
1: saw him just looking
2: at me. He liked it though. I think he liked. He he didn't know the words, but he tried to. I tried to. It would literally be like if you were doing his podcast and someone told him to stand up and show you the karate he'd been practicing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I guess that wasn't too big. I don't
1: think I'm going to be a big, you know, country singer. You never know. You took your shot. I did take my shot, dude. I, I tried. I belted that out, and I was picking up steam, Jimmy. You know. Yeah, you are. Second verse better than
4: the first. Yeah,
2: he was getting into it. I think Don't be surprised it. if it doesn't show up on a later album. Jimmy likes my snacks. Sorry, pal. I ate a lot of that gluten-free. Jimmy
3: likes my snacks. Uh, do you, uh, sweethearts, Alterman? want to talk to Alan Joban? Yes. Sure.
2: Okay.
1: Don't call a sweetheart. Never say that. Don't do that again. Sorry. <laughs> Not that fun. Are we still talking to Izzy?
2: Yes. Does anybody call him Izzy? No. Oh. Alan. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you're talking to Matt, Sarah, and Jim Norton. How are you? What's up, Alan?
6: Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going?
2: What's going on, man? We are doing well. Uh, where are you?
6: <laughs> uh man, we are riding around Atlanta on some birds right now, just kind of taking in the sights. We on some birds. Who the um, fuck's a bird? Um, Alan? Helicopter. I. Well, I, I've never, I've never rode one of these. I know they're. I don't know if they're big in New York or whatever, but yeah, in LA, you know, the, the scooters, everybody's oh. riding around. It is one of them called like a lime, another one's a bird, but uh, oh. I, I wish I had discovered this. I guess he didn't have it a couple of years ago, but man, like you know, I, every time we go to a different city or country for the fight, me and my crew, you know, we make the most of it and we go and we walk around. But no, man, I mean, sometimes we're walking five, six, seven miles. On these birds, man, you just cruising the city, relaxing, it's pretty cool. Well, here's the thing. This shows you what an ass I am.
2: I said a bird. When you said a bird, I'm like a helicopter. I couldn't have been wronger. <laughs> it's a little scooter. Yes. Way off, Jimmy. But yes. you do this stuff before the fight. A lot of guys will stay after the fight. You're not afraid of doing something like that before the fight and risking, you know, a little mishap?
6: No, I don't I don't go crazy though. I mean, like just now we were kind of like debating should we uh try to kind of jump these stairs on <laughs> them and we're like, "You know what?" Let's just take the path. We're, we're cool about it. We definitely are out and about, but we don't do anything crazy. I, I'm not one of those guys, though, man. Like, a lot of guys will stay in the country for, like, or wherever for another week or two after the fight. I'm kind of, like, fed up, man. Like, I like to see the sights, and then when the fight's done, I just like to get home, man, get back to, like, you know, reality and getting shit going again.
2: Yeah, it's kind of hard to get, like, uh, psyched up to be in a place once whatever the event you're involved in is
6: over. <laughs> Exactly because it's done. I mean, I get it. Then you can kind of exhale and do the family thing. But um, a lot of times, I kind of just make it a business trip. You know, I'll I'll be business minded, enjoy it with my team. Uh, recently, I just started having my last fight, my family come and see me like the day of weigh-ins and attend the fight. But then after that, we just hightail it out.
2: Do you like having your family there? I mean, I guess it's different for a fighter than a stand-up, but I hate looking out into an audience and seeing my mother and my father and my sister. It's like, Ugh. Do you mind you them being here? Really?
6: Yeah, I, I never um, like it, but
2: again, I know the stuff I'm talking about is gross. I mean, you're fighting.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mind it, man. So, I, like I said, I, I've always kind of made this a business trip, man. Me and most everybody on my team, by the way, is, is in the same position as me. We're married we have kids. We have family. It's it's a bur- it's a tough. You know, you're leaving your family for a while. Uh, and so we just kind of said, you know what, let's all be on the same page. You know, if we're all the, here, just the men, we go to work, we take care of business, we come home, then, um, you know, we don't have other people trying to bring their girlfriend or their kid or their wife or whatever. But as of recently, like I said, my last fight, um, which was a, over a year ago with Ben Saunders, I said, you know what, man, let me, my, my son is six years old now. I think I'm ready. He's ready to come and do this. I mean, he watches fighting all day long with, with, with me, you know, just watching fights on TV, watches me train. But he's never been to a UFC fight, and so for me, that was kind of like a, a big obstacle. Like it is it, he. I know he was ready, but am I ready? Was I gonna yeah. uh, emotionally look over there? What if I got knocked out in front of my son? How would he react? How would how would that affect things? And and, and when I got inside the octagon, I could I could look over and see my son, and see my wife and my family, and it lit a fire under my ass like never before. And it was an amazing feeling because, you know, as a parent, you kind of feel invincible in, in, when you're with, you know, you're, you're a protector uh, around your child. And, and, and I got that feeling inside the outside. And normally when when, when the Bruce Buffer is doing the thing, there's that nervous energy like, shit, shit, shit. Let's get this thing started. But there's this nervous energy that, you know, well, I got to wait till I get hit. But I kept looking over at my son, looking over at my son, and it would, like, fuel me, fuel me, fuel me. And then I was just ready to just get things going. So it, it got rid of the, a lot of the nervous energy and made me just want to start cracking right away. Um, and so uh, I brought them out. You know, they're, they're coming to this fight. And uh, I think from now on, family will be something that's there because it just it just happens to be something with my personality that 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 fuels me a lot more that's so
1: awesome that reminds me of something i just seen on instagram it was um max holloway's little son saying to him like yo i I don't know if there was sound to it but you seen the words he was saying daddy daddy like pointing like this round and you see max look at him on the man. did you see that how great was that
6: I, so I was trying to figure that out because we all kind of saw Max Holloway call it out, right? He kind of looked over at Joe Rogan and said, this round. Yeah. But I wonder if his son was on the same page or his son was just <laughs> reacting.
3: Uh,
6: they both did the same thing. They both got that uh, I want to throw down personality yeah. in them. But I just I just ran into, uh, what's his name, Mini Bless? I don't know his real name, but yeah. Max's son <laughs>
4: yeah. in,
6: uh, in the hotel. And I told him, I said, man, I'm a fan, dude. I see you on TV all yeah. the time. Uh, and uh, I said, look, I gotta get a picture later. My son is coming later. I want you and him to grab a sh- grab a picture. And it's funny though, man. He was a little bit shy, and I get yeah. it because the world sees our kids when they're with us, when they're confident, and when they're doing stuff for the cameras, and they're like in fight mode, like their dad. But then when you take the kid out of that, they're nervous little kids too, man. And when fans come up, hey, you want to take picture? Oh, hey, I recognize you. Uh, they're, they're scared. They're like, no, 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 I'm not crazy all the time like that, you know? So <laughs> it's funny. Kids aren't the same without their parents. Man. Hey, Al, do you prepare your kid in any
2: way? Like, you're like, you know, I don't want him to see his dad get knocked out. Do you tell him, like, look, these are the possibilities, so if something were to go wrong, he's at least prepared? Or how do you talk to him about that?
6: Somewhat. Somewhat. It, it's been tricky because uh, at this age, six, he comprehends everything a lot more, and he understands it, and he has a lot more questions, obviously. And, and so he always asks me almost every day, are you going to win the fight? And I go, yes, yes, Cage, I'm, I'm, I'm going to win this. And then, I, But I don't want to leave it at that. I want to give them reality. I go, but listen, every time I leave the house, I go and I train so that I can be super prepared. Every time I'm watching fights or I'm zoned out or I'm a little bit impatient with you, it's because I'm trying to be so prepared. And look, man, I could lose. Dad's lost before. You know that, man, I've lost before. But as long as I've done everything possible, I feel confident that I'm going to win for this fight and I'm going to perform. And so, it like I answer his question, but I also kind of sure I, I give him a reality. Like, 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 look, this could happen, man. And I, and I know I know it could happen one day, and it could not go my way one night, and he might have not, might have to witness that. But um, but uh, it, you know, it's part it's part of the process. The, the, the good thing for me is um, like if you're not a MMA fan and you come and you watch the sport, it's, br- it's brutal looking, right? And then if you're a, a parent. And you watch a sport, you're like, my kid can't watch that. That would be almost like watching a rated R movie, an action movie. But if your kid is brought up in martial arts, like a lot of us fighters and people in the martial arts world are do, they understand it. My, like you know, my son watches stuff, and he's, oh, that was a nice elbow. Oh, it cut him. Oh, he's this guy's a grappler. Oh, he's hurt. So he understands the difference between violence and who's winning the fight and what, what should be taking place. So it's, it's a different. He looks at things differently, and I'm sure a lot of other fighter kids do that as well.
2: Yeah, I guess the the, again, like you said, it's growing up around movies. You see the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, You know, you're not shocked that your dad is playing a vampire in a movie if your dad's an actor. You've seen it before. (laughs)
6: Exactly, exactly. That's a great point. But if you're watching a scary movie and you exactly, yeah, I like that. So, I mean, you're
1: fighting white.
6: Hey, oh, oh what's Kenny up? Johnson. Who's... Kenny Johnson gave you a big shout out.
1: Oh, tell him I said what's up, man. I appreciate the Yo, love.
6: What's up, man? You guys are
1: awesome. <laughs> hey, man, you're still doing the podcast with Karen Bryan, aren't you?
6: I am, man. Yeah, we've been doing that for, uh, man, two or three years now for a while. It's, it's been great, man. Uh, there's uh What's the name Karen's of it again? Tell,
1: tell the world again what the name of that is again. M-
6: MMA Heat. M M A Heat, guys. If yes. you guys want to check out a podcast where you know we're pretty casual about a one-hour show, and we just pretty much break down the fights, preview the upcoming fights, yeah. and uh, you you normally see Karen uh, a little more. You know, script not scripted, but you know she she's good at her job. She plays traffic cop. She sets everybody up very well, and she does the same for me. But it's a little more of a casual approach, and we and we give our opinions and everything. But I, I've enjoyed it, man. Karen has been. Uh, a teacher for me, you know I was uh, originally kind of not used to speaking out in public and doing things and and then obviously when you 're a professional athlete, you do a lot of interviews and you work on this craft and you work on your confidence and speaking, but then having somebody like Karen that allows that sets you up with questions that she knows that you can then go to your like analytical part of your brain and answer that and, and narrate it and and envision it well you don 't have to do everything on your own. she allows that process so yeah, man, she's she, she's been great for me, man, and uh, we have a fun time on this show. We've been doing it for a couple of years now.
2: Are you guys? This might sound like a silly question. Are you guys in the same room when you tape, or do you do it on ISDN? Uh,
6: well, no, we uh, I usually meet with Karen. Yeah, we'll go to her house and shoot the show, and then when I'm you know like deep into camp and everything, we'll just do it via Skype and whatnot. I but, tell you, it's um, hard to yeah, do Skype, man.
2: It, I've been broadcasting a long time. I like to be in the room with somebody. It's a hard thing to do the back and forth with a skype or isdn you just like to be
1: close it's to
6: so much the, the energy is there the time, you know you know when the timing is off when you're talking to someone and and there's a second delay yep. man you can't flow with the energy it's like talking to someone who's not responding back to you you're not going to have a great conversation i, I totally get it man it, 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 you always have much better interviews or just discussions or debates when you're face to face with someone and the energy's there
2: and you realize how difficult it is to pick fights when you like cuz on our show we'll pick fights and you realize, like, you, there's when you like analyze who's going to win this fight. There's really no smart way to do it because every I, I I'm pretty bad at it. I think we all are. Do you have any kind of a knack for picking fights, or or is your track record as hideous as ours?
6: Man, mine's probably worse than you guys. And I like to think <laughs> that I know what the hell I'm talking about. But damn, it's crazy, man. I mean, the fight the fight game is so tough to pick. And I think I think all of us we're very knowledgeable, right? We know how to break down the sport. And I think all of us even though you say your track record's hideous, we we would probably do well, I'm assuming. You know, like we we know stylistics and when people aren't ready or we know the insight, we know the details of when somebody's stepping up a competition, they probably shouldn't be there and so on and so on. But then you get fights, man, where you just completely missed it 100%. I think one of them was like, one of them happened recently. It was like the John Jones card in L.A. or something. It was, I think it might have, yeah, when Cyborg and... Amanda, uh, Amanda and all that and 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 I feel like I picked that entire card the wrong way and um yeah it happens man it, it's tough picking fights and, and 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 you it's funny picking fights as an active fighter still because um you look at shit a different way and then you also look at it like well like how would how, how would I analyze myself as, as you know as an analyst and stuff? So, it's different, but it's good for you all in all. It's good, good growth.
2: Well, you're right about the the, the guys who don't fight. But like when you look at say Ganu, Kane Velasquez, a guy who like had never watched fighting would probably oh my god, that giant guy is going to flatten the other guy. But then like you yeah. know, I think I know what I'm talking about. I'm like no, Kane's cardio and he's wrestling and he's going to probably take him down. And then what happens? First <laughs> round knockout. Like there's just no way to pick it intelligently.
6: Bro, I I, I took. You ever see that show, Van- this is way off topic. You ever watch that show, Pump Rules? You guys watch reality TV at all? No. I anyway, What's that I-, about? I watch a bunch of reality TV with my wife, man. I, I-, I will <laughs> admit it. I-, I watch the Kardashians. I watch Pump Rules. Long story short, I'm friends with a couple of those guys on that show. So I take them, to- or they they actually took me. They-, they-, they used their celebrity status to go to Bellator a couple weeks ago. And uh, we go over there and we're watching the fights. And it was Tito. No, I'm not Tito. It was Ryan Bader versus Fedor, right? And my guys are asking me, "Yo, you're the you're the guy. Who do we pick?" And I'm like, "Dude, you can't pick against Fedor." This, and I'm trying to explain to them like how, how you know his career. The, the the power that he possesses, like what how magical of a person he is, and these guys put two grand, boom, boom, two grand on a uh, mm. on, on, on Fedor to win, two grand on him to knock him out, all this stuff, all these bets, and then Fedor Fedor gets flatlined in a couple of seconds, and I was like, God damn it, did I pick that one wrong. My bad, guys. You My know, bad. sometimes you <laughs> sometimes you pick wrong, man.
2: You just don't know. I mean, look, he fought Henderson, and I mean, how much weight did Henderson? Even though Fedor is not a giant heavyweight, Henderson went up. And beat him. It, it's like you just can't.
6: With that little uppercut, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That there's no shot. way
2: to pick him, man. It's really difficult. And then you hear about a guy like obviously, uh, we're talking a lot today about uh, TJ because all the uh, the statements are coming yeah. out, and, and it's like Jesus Christ, how do you how do you wrap your head around that? You know, a guy that was that skilled and that beloved, and now you got to call into question all of, all of these wins.
1: Alan, what do you it, think it, about that? Yeah. How disgusting yeah.
2: that was. <laughs>
6: uh, <laughs> my- we're talking about the TJ thing. Yes. It's tough, man, because I really like TJ. I wouldn't call him a close friend, but we share some sponsors. We share the management. Um, he, even, he even got signed with Soul, which is my print agency in New York that did all that Versace stuff for me. So, so we have some um, a bit of a relationship. And so I've always rooted for him, man. And, and he's done me some favors before when I asked him, hey, can you like be a guest on a podcast? Long story short, I've always rooted for him, but I've always admired his, his, his work ethic, man. Like, honestly, when I, when I think about training – um and people that like grind it out tj is on the top of my list of guys that when you see him training going nuts i remember it was was it new year's eve or christmas it was some holiday that that happened uh before the cejudo fight and uh he was already on his third session i was hanging out with my family you think drinking champagne or something for new year's and he was on his third session that night and he goes nuts and i was just telling people like this guy works so hard there's no way, again, when I picked wrong, there's no way that Cejudo is going to be able to last with him. TJ's yep. a fucking wild man. Obviously, that didn't go out the way that, that my professional brain thought it would go. But um, like you said, man, it's hard then after you've uh, you've talked somebody up for so long about their work ethic and, and how driven he is. And the thing is, he's got everything. He's got yeah. the talent. He's got the technique. And he's got the work ethic. He, he Even if he was taking something, he's still got that drive to be there two or three times a day. But... Mm-hmm. There's a big butt there because would he be able to recover? Like shit, if I could train three times a day, I would, but I can't anymore. I'm 37 years old, man. My body's got a lot of injuries. I have to pace myself, and so it, it hurts. It really hurts because I'm a guy that uh, is rooting for him. I still am rooting for him, but um, but you have to kind of back off of how much love you give somebody yeah, sure. when you don't know what they've been doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you get you get caught cheating like this. And you're in the sport that we do, Alan. Where, like, you know, you look at Cody Garber's uh, career, like here, like he could have, he could have really seriously, like, like affected the longevity of his career with those. Bro, stoppages.
6: I, I mean, like, let's be honest. I know what you're saying, but like, if we're not going to beat around the bush, he did. You know, what I'm saying, like, those two knockouts not only. Did that rattle Cody's brain? And I say yeah. this with love towards Cody. Uh, not only did that rattle Cody's brain uh, permanently, his chin's never going to be quite the same. We all know. Every time you yeah. get knocked out, you're a little more susceptible to yeah. get knocked out. And those were two crushing knockouts. But emotionally, man, you go through that like depression of a yeah. loss and having everything taken from you. Those, uh, yeah. I understand. Cody started speaking out when 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 the news came out about TJ, and and it's understandable, man, because those. You're like, you can't have that back. You look at Michael Bisbing and, and you know, Michael Bisbing wears his emotions on his on his sleeve, right? But he has reason to, man. Yeah. People he he has one eye because of somebody that cheated. He has right? injuries because of people that have cheated. So he has an emotion that gets triggered every time the subject is brought up and, and, and it's and, and they're allowed to have that.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, your your division, by the way, is extremely Excited. We have to go in a minute because we have uh, Israel Adesanya calling in. But uh, what do you cool, think man. of like Ben Askren jumping into the division? And uh, I mean, with Masvidal and Leon Edwards going back and forth, and I mean that amazing yeah. performance by Usman. I mean, the welterweight division is is really one of the most exciting in the entire sport right now.
6: Well, welterweight's crazy right now. Ben, not a big fan of him right now. Uh, look, I think the guy's talented at wrestling. I think he showed a lot of heart in that fight, and I think he speaks very well, and so he knows how to. Um, get across his point and he likes to kind of, kind of jab at people but I, I want i need to see more out of him like he, he knows that if he continues to lobby for certain fights that's what he gets and he's building his resume but i feel like he needs to yeah i, I would like to see a rematch with um with with robbie lawler um yeah. and then i'd like to see him climb the ladder a little bit more rather than kind of getting the royal treatment that, that he's that he's getting uh with the scrap over there man um uh, with uh, what's his name? One, two, a uh, three-piece in a soda, uh, <laughs>
2: oh, That was a mass Leon
6: Edwards. Yeah. yeah, I gotta say, man, like I thought it was gangster, man. And nothing against Leon Edwards. I don't, I don't think Leon Edwards was like deserving. I'm not seeing picking him out of it. But I think going back to kind of the Ben Askren thing or the uh, other stuff in my division, especially a lot of people are just running them out these days. A lot of guys are Twitter warriors. A lot of guys are like. Let me do the Conor McGregor. Let me do the Sun in, Let me do the Ben Askren. They're doing all this other stuff, and there's, like, no repercussions. And I like it. I really like it when I see Usaman confronting these guys when he says, yo, you need to show me that same energy now in person. When Usaman confronts Kobe Covington in the lobby, like, look, you're going to say you're going to do stuff on Twitter, but when I'm here in person, you're a different person. And then with, with Jorge Masdol confronting people, I like it, man. Look, I'm not trying to say that we need to get all gangster and, right. and lower the level of the UFC. But I do think that, look, we're in the fight game and we're real people. And when we see people and you have something to say, then, uh, then then an encounter, somebody things need to be brought to the table. And so I'm not mad at it at all.
2: Word. I'm with you, Alan. Alan, man, we appreciate yeah, your call you, a lot. Good luck. Uh, you are on the main card fighting Dwight Grant. Here at uh, you know 236 Holloway Poirier this Saturday April the 13th, from Atlanta. Good luck, man, and uh, and have a good time while you're down there. Yeah, take care, Alan. always a
6: pleasure, guys. Yeah, thank you for the time, guys. Oh, have a good one. All right, buddy, take care. I like Alan. Always oh, a good dude. You're yeah, one. yeah.
2: And now we have Israel Adesanya. Yeah, I get Israel. I, right, I love man. it. One after the other, we bang them out. Hey, we
1: do it, man. We bang them out, We do it.
2: Israel, how you doing? I'm gravy. How are you? Good, buddy. It's good to talk to you again. Fucking gravy! I like that shit already. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm gonna use maybe. that. How are you feeling?
5: I'm good. I'm just watching South Park, chilling in my room. I think I've got open workouts and maybe something else, and then I'll just work out late tonight.
2: Is that what you do? Kind of when you're on the road, just you'll you just get something to watch it on Netflix, or do you, do you have a series that you always go to?
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just pretty much Netflix and chill by myself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just kind of get your head together, and do you like lots of people around you, like in the days leading up, or do you hate it?
5: Uh, it depends. Just people like my teammates when it's time to train or whatnot. But times like this, I just like to be alone and just yeah, build my own thoughts. And yeah, I mean, I've done this many times, and it's getting easier and easier. Like every every UFC event, I just feel like my body and my mind just knows us oh, is what we're doing. Like even I'm I'm ahead of my weight cut right now, so. I mean, my body just knows, my mind just knows, so I'm, I'm, I'm good.
2: And by the way, great job against... Uh, I don't know if we've talked to you since the Anderson Silva fight. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, great, great job. How, how was it? Because I know he's a guy that you really admired and looked up to before you fought. And what was it like standing across from him just as the fight's beginning?
5: It was cool. Honestly, like, I've, I've repeated this, but I'll keep repeating it. It's literally one of the best moments, not just in my career, but in my life. Like... You know, there's one bit in the third round where he he called me to the cage, and I attacked him a little bit, and I was like, fuck, I'm just going to freeze then. You know, I know what you're doing. I'm just going to wait, too. And in that second, for like seven seconds, there was only one bit, like a split second, I just had this thought like, holy shit, I'm fighting Anderson Silver <laughs> for a split second. Then I kind of just, like, zoned in. I was like, nah, fuck that. Meet me in the center. This is my time. I'm not playing this game.
2: Yeah, you don't want to get caught up in, in the. Because a lot of guys have to fight guys they've idolized or looked up to, and you, you have to fight them. And the last thing you want to do is give yourself a break against Anderson Silva.
5: Yeah, nah, you know, I've seen him. You know, catch all the guys in the Genjutsu in the past. So I was going to be one of them. I had to catch him in mine.
2: And, and you know, as so many guys said, to, like, you're a younger, faster version of Anderson Silva. Was there a point in that fight when you're like, again, you're still, you, you, you know, you, you still know how he fights? You've seen his fights. Was there a point in there where you're like, okay, I, I can really beat this guy? This is not as scary as I thought it would be, or this is not as overwhelming as I would have imagined uh, before I was here? That's,
5: um, during the first round, like, almost towards the end, I knew, like, okay, I'm the better striker. I already knew that going in there, but, you know, going towards the end, I just knew, okay, I'm the better striker. But he he came back, like, never before I knew he was gonna, I was going to bring out the best Anderson has been in a long time. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I was in awe, but I just knew that moment, like, just before the end, before I hit that stance. So I was like, I'm the better striker, yeah, I'm the better fighter.
1: You're a fucking money striker is what I'm saying, Izzy. I love the way you fucking fight, dude. It's like watching a comic book. I appreciate pink. that. Uh, now listen, you fought guys obviously with wrestling ability, you know, and guys that want to take your ass down. And him. you were, yeah, man. And you, and you you know, very effectively stopped that and took him out. Calvin might be the best wrestler uh, you've fought so, uh, thus far, though. What do you think? You,
2: true or false?
5: Um, On paper, probably, yeah. But I mean, you know, how many guys have I fought now that on paper are better wrestlers than me? Not just in the UFC as well. There was a guy, actually, similar size to Kevin. I think bigger head as well from Russia. It was a Sambo guy. You know, like multiple, multiple championships in Russia. And I beat him in the second round. Um, just trying to take me down. I get back up. Take me down. Get back up. Try. Sprawl. And eventually, I could just feel him like, oh, shit. I had nothing left. And he was trying to like panic strike with me. Uh, yeah, on paper, people are supposed to be better strikers than me, but, you know, paper can't fight paper.
3: Do you
2: think people uh changed their opinion, especially when you knocked out Brunson, I guess, in the first round. Do you think people had underestimated your power?
5: Uh, yeah. I don't, the thing is, people say, oh, he's got no knockout power. Like You have to look at a lot of my kickboxing fights. I've knocked people dead many times, like at <laughs> people. But... Lately, especially with MMA, I'm not one of those guys who's going to go in there and fuck myself up or break my hand or certain things trying to you know, hurt someone. You don't With these gloves, you don't need to swing 100%. These guys, uh, they're playing the game. I don't want to say it wrong, but they're just not playing the game the way I would. I'm very efficient with my strikes. I don't hit hard. I hit sharp and precise like a surgeon. So, you know, I fought arguably the most accurate striker in the UFC. He couldn't even touch me, so... How's old Kelvin With his T-Rex I was going to get that?
2: <laughs> Yeah you do I was going to ask you About that too I think it's an 8.5 inch Reach advantage But he's faced Reach advantages before I don't know If he's faced one Quite as uh, As significant As this
5: Nah I mean It's just about the You can not have all the reach But do you know How to use it You know Does it, anyone He's fought Just stand And gets beat up They have the Hands up shell Like trash shell he goes around The guard And drops them Vitor Jacare you know, all those guys. You look at them, when he drops them. You see, look away. Their f- their feet is placed. Their feet's right under them. They're not as I as t- footwork. A lot of people don't even know about footwork. Kelvin knows a little bit, but then when he when he starts to deteriorate, he goes back to his flat footed style, and he's really tough. But you know, so am I. Um, Yeah, he's just, I I know for a fact he hasn't faced anyone like me or with the the slickness that I I bring.
2: I don't know how much of a choice he had. I was surprised because he was lined up to fight Whitaker. Whitaker obviously has, I guess, that collapsed bowel. I mean, it's a really serious injury. So that that he can't fight. I was surprised he is taking this risk against you because, again, the the example I've raised so many times is uh, uh, Ortega. Uh, Frankie Edgar. You know, Frankie's lined up to fight Max. Max can't fight. Frankie fights Ortega. Ortega wins. And all of a sudden, he's pushed back in the line. So, Kelvin has taken a huge chance uh, of fighting you for this interim belt.
5: Yeah, and I respect that. I respect the fact that he's stepping up because at the end of the day, we're going to fight at some point. So, why, why push it back? You know, I'm sure he believes in himself. But I know myself. You know, I've, I know what I'm destined for. I know what I bring to the table. And, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go.
2: He said about you that he said uh, he knows he doesn't think you've been through the fire. He hasn't fought, you haven't fought the quality of opponents. He said that you fought some great fighters, but the top five guys, any one of those five guys uh, can be the champion. And he doesn't think that you have fought the caliber of fighter that he's fought.
5: Okay, um, let, let me break it down. This is something I saw on Instagram, and actually I'm glad this guy drew my attention to it. So people were like, oh, well, he he was rough for the old Anderson. All right, all right. Let's go through Kelvin's fucking middleweight run. Neymar, what was he, like, 35? Vito, huh? 37, or maybe 15, 5 years or something. Um, who else is he for? Jacare, 36. Bisping, um, 37. You know, all these guys <laughs> You know they're old as well, and just they're losing their their edge, and all these guys that have been beaten by Anderson, apart from this thing, which was uh, I don't know, I thought Anderson won that fight anyway. But um, yeah, people they they people are stupid, and they have their own opinions <laughs> when they shout them out from the from, from the from the comfort of their phones or behind the keyboard. So um, yeah, he haven't fought any caliber of opponent. He's fought, he needs to check my resume. You know, I fought guys outside the UFC who weren't even being tested. Yeah, you know, let's put it that way. Back in China, they got a lot of guys from all over the world. You know, the Russians, the Chinese, the Chechnyans, Ukrainians. Um, so yeah, and I've been doing very well. Uh, he's just another guy who has another opinion on. No, I, I, you know, he's entitled to his opinion. I just don't have to listen to it. But I'm just saying, I fought people that he. Wouldn't even last up against as well.
2: And you talk about people tweeting, writing things from their phones, which I think Alan Javan just talked about that too. Are you amazed at what people will say uh, from the comfort of being, uh, you know, two thousand miles away on a phone?
5: Uh, I'm amazed what people will say, you know, in a moving car when they know I can't stop. <laughs> 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 They'll finish at the traffic light, but then when it goes green. They get real mouthy, So people are stupid when they feel, when it's face-to-face. I mean, same thing with Robert. You know, He's talking all this shit about, oh, he's not as great as he thinks he is. Uh, I'm like, well, fuck, he didn't say that to me. Uh, Not that I asked him. I don't care about his opinion. But when I see him, he shakes my hand and keeps it moving. But I mean, yeah, people, let's just say people don't know how to conduct themselves properly until it's time. You know, when you're in front of their face, I bring that energy, then they show some respect.
2: Now, do you are you aware of that too? Like, because there's a whole I, is psychological warfare at all important to you? Because again, you're known for being very uh, stylish and like. You know, you kind of you, you move a certain way, kind of like Anderson would do. And you, you I think, frustrate a person to where they, they just get so fucking annoyed that they want to hit you and they probably make a mistake. Is that, is that a part of the mentality you have going in? Like, that you want to, again, like McGregor, you know, 12 seconds, Jose Aldo. Is that something that is in your mind to do to somebody else?
5: Uh, when the time is right, the time is right. Some guys, there's no need to try and poke them. You know, McGregor did that with Khabib and I think with Nate as well, but they didn't give a fuck, you know, sometimes <laughs> that game doesn't really work with certain people. You have to pick and choose when you use that game. Guys like Brunson, I whooped his ass before he even got in that cage, you know. Uh, I knew it from the jump. There was a point before I had the presser or the, the, the media scorn, we had a stare down, and I was looking at him, his face was shaking, I went, why are you shaking? And instantly, I was like, why are you shaking? Why are you shaking? He just, re- like, re- re- rebuttaled straight away. I was like, okay, chill, chill, don't worry it yeah, can just see anything, even in a fight. I was like, "Why are you panicking?" He goes, "Why are you panicking?" Like he had, he, uh, he was already broke. You know, certain guys I can do that to. Kelvin might not be one of them, but that's before the fight. In the fight, I can scramble, I can scramble their brain.
2: That's an interesting point too. That he was only responding to observations that you made that you knew were true, and you knew when he was saying it wasn't ringing it's true. Not a great com- comeback either, Jimmy. Yeah, not at all. It's
5: like yeah. I know you are, not, but what like, am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know yeah. you are, but what am I? It's you true. know, even like before that the pressor when they announced the fight, he his his tactic was just to I'm gonna be louder, I'm gonna repeat myself yeah. and repeat these lines that I already wrote, you know, three days ago. And I was just spitting game at him, talking facts. You know, but these guys like I said, you know, I started the game at level two, they're still loading.
1: Can't fake that confidence, Jimmy.
2: You Those really can't. But you yeah. but you're right about guys who it doesn't work on like I thought Khabib got annoyed at one point, but you're like a guy like Nate. You're he just doesn't give a fuck, and, and that's a guy who you're just you're not gonna get in his head and psych him out.
5: Yeah, I mean, like I said, not everyone. Everyone has a takes a different approach to get to them. Even fighting Anderson, I, I liked his approach to try to get to me. You know, he, he played the game very well outside the cage until we got in the cage. Or um, yeah, Kelvin. Mm, I don't know. He's just. He's just, he's like a, he's trying to be a poster boy. Like he, even just the way he conducts himself outside the cage, he's just, he's trying to be like the poster boy. I think maybe, I think he's being genuine. He doesn't have to talk shit. He doesn't have to insult names and neither do I. I see him shake hands. We just keep it moving because we just know we're going to fight. Yeah. Buddy, buddy with it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm ready to go, man.
1: Man, well, listen, we're going to let you go in a second. Just really quick, out of left field, because I know you like this stuff. Any anime movies you could turn me on to, like l- recent?
5: Recent, I've all for or a
1: long time. And one of your favorites, turn me on to
5: something. One of my favorites. like I know you've seen Avatar. Naruto takes too long to get into, so I wouldn't advise that. But yeah. one that's a classic that I want to get into that I keep hearing about, and everyone keeps telling me the classic is Cowboy Bebop. So I might get into that before I leave the U.S. I heard of that. I yeah, that. I know, but I heard it's it's a classic, like. It's really good. But, um, yeah, out. right now, I just finished, um, like, from, from season one to season nine, Bob's Burger. i was going to animate the cartoon, but it was just pretty funny. It took me about a few months to finish it, season what one to season nine.
1: What was the name of it? Bob's Burger. Bob's, Bob's Burger.
5: <laughs> nah, it's just silly.
1: No, you like, and I mean, you were just it's saying really you are watching the, uh, the South, you, the South, South Park. Fox. You like
5: the animation. Comedy Central right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm still 12 sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. great, man. Me too. <laughs>
5: I keep, I, I, keep, I keep it young. Hey,
1: man. And I love when you do that shit on your Instagram. When you, I don't know who the fuck uh, does this. They, they, they put some effects oh yeah, that's to it. Yeah, and it looks like you're one of the Dragon Ball Z guys or something. I fucking yeah, love that yeah. shit. No, they
5: do a good job. I yeah, love they do that a good shit, job man. just kind of putting it out there. That's, uh, it's called Craft and Black Print effects. And even like with Anderson, the thing, the, the, the way in itself, the pose of the way in was just like life imitating art. Like, it was just so beautiful, so perfect. And when they animated it within, like, two hours, three hours or something, it was fucking beautiful.
2: Fuck yeah. Well, good luck, man. You guys, the co-main event of Hollywood uh, Hollywood Poirier 2, 236, this Saturday night at uh, 10 o'clock. An amazing pay-per-view. You guys got to get this one. And uh, you could easily be a main event uh, as well. So this is just an int- incredible card. Good luck, man. We love watching you fight uh, undefeated. And every fight you have is just really exciting and interesting to watch. Yeah, it is real. So uh, we'll talk to you again on the other side, okay?
5: I appreciate it, man. See you guys later. All right. Take right good care, luck, buddy.
2: Man. Peace.
1: Right, now, this is the perfect example of a kid that's got superstar written all over him.
5: Yeah.
1: And he's classy. yet right here. Classy. Oh. You are ready, my little superstar birdie. <laughs> Jimmy, my little bird. When he said, when Alan Joband said he was riding a bird, I thought of Jimmy. I go, oh, I got a little bird right next to me. Alright, listen. Okay. This is what I want to say. Yeah. Uh that kid knows how to conduct himself, but yeah. the confidence in this guy's voice, he just, this, he's in the matrix, man. He sees it. He sees it, he sees it. Let's do our picks. I want to talk about this. We can start with him. No, I want to him. lead it up. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't have it. We start with it, Jimmy.
3: It's hard when you hear you're absolutely right, because when you hear him talk, like oh, I have fuck. a pick written down, but when you hear him talk, you go, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs>
2: so in other words, I already in other words, you're flip-flop. You're, uh, no, you're taking Gastelum. I know. Well, what are do we doing? Are we starting at the top Who cares? of the doesn't does matter. What Are we OCD? Okay.
1: okay. Well, Matt wanted
2: to start what, with. What do you got? OCD when it comes to OCP? Krylov. What's Krylov's last two fights?
3: Uh Nikita. Krilov. Oh, I think uh, He just ignores me. <laughs> I don't believe you. He is twenty-four and six overall. His last fight was against Jan Blahovich. It was a no. arm trial choke. <laughs> no, no. Who? It was an uh I'm Jan Blahovich Blahovich. It was a, a submission due to an arm triangle choke. Before that he had f- uh four straight wins, all finishes. Yeah, who? Get named the last two. Uh Fabiano Maldonado. Oh, what did that fight uh, Emmanuel Newton. Those were outside of the UFC. And who was the other one? How did he finish him? He knocked out Emmanuel Newton and Fabio Maldonado. Hmm. He had been in the UFC, and then he was out for a little bit, and he came back. So his, yeah. his, his return fight, he lost to Jan Lovic.
1: That's who he lost, lost to. Correct. Well, I got bad news for him. Okay. He's got an OSP in front of him. He does. You know? Yeah. OSP submission second round. All
2: uh, right. Yes. I said it. I said it! I'm taking. Uh, what? Oven St. Prue. Ooh. By a third round I stoppage. I call
3: OSP. Third round stoppage. That's fine. And this is a rematch, by the way. These guys fought. Uh, stoppage, how? Uh, I'm no, that TKO. way if he knocks him out,
1: it be like, oh, I got three points. If he gets submission, I got
3: three points. No, that's true. But I, I mean a TKO. Okay. Or, or knockout,
2: yeah. All right. Okay. All right.
3: Uh, I have OSP by. I'm also going with second round submission Woo! for OSP.
2: All right. Jobin, who won the first one. Joe
1: Ben um,
3: OSP won the first fight. He uh, landed the uh, Von Prue choke. Yes.
2: Okay. How about Alan Joeban who we just talked to? Dwight Grant. What did Dwight do in his last fight? Uh, Dwight vicious coming- KO.
3: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, he's coming off a vicious KO of Carlo Pedersoli in his last fight, which was his second UFC fight. He lost his UFC debut. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. To who? Uh, I forgot. Let's uh, see.
1: All right, the White Grant.
3: It was a split decision loss to Zach Otto.
1: That's right. Oh, okay. All right. So he that, and then he got a vicious KO. All right. Listen, Alan Joban is a smart fighter. Yep, yep. He's a smart fighter. Um, is he got enough to take out Grant? Grants can be aggressive, but I believe how many? What's his record, Grants? All together? he's nine
3: and two overall.
1: Oh, so his only two losses. Were in the oh, no, I he, know, well, he, he, he has one outside
3: that. of the UFC and one in the UFC. He's got two UFC fights. He's one and one.
1: All right, I'm gonna say, uh, oh shit, man. Yeah. Mm. All right, I'm gonna man. I got a Joe Ban decision. Oh, you're so cool. Sorry, Jimmy. I'm gonna say Joe. Sorry, Jimmy, about that. I'm gonna say Alan Joe Ban by third round stoppage. How are you stoppage? Where's he? How's he stopping him? I'll tell you how he's stopping him, Jimmy. He is going to submit him in the
3: third oh, wow, round. Oh, okay.
1: yeah, listen. Oh. Sometimes I go outside the box a little
4: bit.
3: You sure know what I mean? I was uh, I'll admit it. This one I changed. I I had Dwight Grant by third round knockout, but I, I liked what I was hearing from Alan. He sounds ready to go, sounds relaxed, his family's gonna be there. I'm gonna take Alan Joe Band by decision
1: as Ooh, well. Get that sub, get his back. All right. Listen, I bonded with I bonded with
2: Khalil Roundtree. You sure did. You know. What's his last two and what's I know Eric Anders has lost two straight Anders.
3: Yeah, so Khalil is coming off um, he fought and uh Johnny Walker in Johnny Walker's oh debut. And he, yeah, so Johnny Walker uh caught him with a nasty elbow and finished him halfway through the first round. Prior to that, Khalil finished Gokansaki We were actually at that fight, and that was a uh that was a great knockout. That was another first round knockout. Yeah,
1: no, Eric's tough, man. Eric's a tough dude, man.
3: Yeah, and now Eric, he's on a two fight losing streak. Tiago Santos again, a fight he took on like w- literally two days, and then a split decision loss to Elias Theodoro. All right,
2: right. I'm taking Theodoro. 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jimmy. Khalil Roundtree, second round TKO. Ooh, Khalil, second round. TKO. I think it's hard to see Eric Anders losing three straight too. Eric is tough as F. Yes, yeah. he is. is. Eric is tough
1: as F, dude. You know he's what? Tough Eric guy. Anders
2: second round TKO. You're right. He's not losing three straight. You're saying Shit. that. All right. What about you?
3: Um, I, I, I'm i going to go with Eric Anders by decision. I think okay. he's going to use his wrestling, and he's going to like pr- pressure Khalil. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be rough, man. I it's know, I know you guys
1: are picking Eric Anders, yeah. and I know Khalil – If he hears that, I got to say this. I got to say this. If he hears that, Khalil don't like it. (laughs) Eh, 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 eh. Khalil Roundtree. Who? Khalil Roundtree. You guys are picking him? Guess what? Khalil don't like it. Mm -mm
3: -mm.
1: No. No, no, no. All right, listen. I I, I hold both these guys in high regard. Both very dangerous. And I know what you're saying. A third loss in a row for Eric Andrews? I don't think so. But. I bonded with Khalil Roundtree. <laughs> yeah, no, that I was am, a fun interview. Listen, I, I had a fun interview, and uh, I, I mean, first of all we talked to Eric Anders before. I like him too, right? Remember yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Nice guy. We, I
3: think we talked to him actually before he went and fought uh, Tiago. Yeah, no, and, and
1: he's a ballsy dude. I like him. Yeah. But as a former fatty myself, Khalil, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding, Khalil used to be heavy, I used to be heavy, we, we bonded over some shit. Yeah. Uh, and besides, I love that song, Jimmy, almost as much as you. I'm, I'm going to say more. That might be your, your I'm going to say more, okay? I'm going to say this is going to be a violent fight, and it's going to be a little different than you think, guys. Khalil Roundtree, first round knockout. I don't even, don't, okay. listen, don't no, judge I think me. That's possible he's got, for sure. He's yeah. got power. I've seen it myself. All right, what do we got, Jimmy? Come we on now. We have
3: co-man event for the interim UFC middleweight title, Kelvin, Kaslam, and Israel, the last style bender out of Sandu.
1: Now, listen, I have a soft spot in my heart. A soft spot in my heart. I have an English accent now. You to no, yeah, really do I, that? No, no I don't. I'll never do that again because <laughs> I do the worst English accent. Yes, indeed you do. I have a soft spot in my heart for Kelvin Gaslam because one time, Jimmy, I know you and your comedian friends and a lot of people probably talked about this in your industry. I graced the stage of um, the laugh actor. Was it the laugh actor? Didn't <laughs> come up. Listen Oh, that's to me. right. Listen, no, them, Jimmy, Jimmy, listen, listen to watch. me. I know that you and Joe Rogan tweet. Uh, you talk to each other about this in private. Listen. I had one bit about Adrian. Don't get me started. And I'm not going to say I killed. All right, dude. It wasn't many people in the UFC audience. But in attendance, Jimmy, when I did my one and done stand-up act. Yep. Fucking hack. I was like five minutes. But listen. Come on. I'm going to say I destroyed. But in that front row was a smiling, laughing
2: at all my jokes, Calvin Gaslam. Right, which means he's a poor judge of things, Adesanya. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? I'm taking Adasanya by
3: the, decision.
1: You
2: take the wind out from my wings, Jimmy. Oh,
1: is he, you I'm know this is a, a
2: five-round fight,
3: right? Of course it yeah, is. Yeah. Did you guys know that? So is
2: Brad Tavares.
3: Yeah, which we sat cage-side for. It was a, Wait, a tremendous fight. You said that was a five-round fight? It was a main event, yeah. Oh,
1: it was a main event. That's right. Yeah. All right, listen. I am a Kelvin fan, and I'm a shorter guy. And I like his drive, man. But damn, is this guy slick,
3: Israel? Yeah. He is, man.
1: All right, don't hate me, Kelvin. I, I fucking love you. But I'm, I'm going with Izzy right here. I call him Izzy. As you
3: should. Thank you. What? How are you taking him?
1: How am I taking him? I think he's gonna get a like a. He's gonna land some strikes. And I think by that fourth round, it's gonna be. He's gonna. He's gonna find a home. I don't. Know, Kelvin is durable. Yeah. But I fe- he's durable. How many times has Kelvin been stopped? Besides Chris Winden, Weidman getting yeah. him to choke.
3: Yeah. Uh, he's been. That's the only <laughs> stoppage that he's had in his career, Kelvin Gessler.
1: Israel decision.
3: Okay. Um,
1: Cause Gal- I do help Kelvin in high regard. Yeah. Sure, no. For time. sure.
3: Um. Ah, man, I. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna stick with my my original pick that I wrote down last night. I'm going to take Kelvin by third-round finish. I think Israel definitely could stop him. It could go to decision. He is the better striker, but I think Kelvin does have the power advantage, and I oh. think he's going to find a home for for something. He lands on everybody, even the loss to Weidman. He did drop Chris in the first round, and the, Chris is a huge guy compared to Kelvin. Yep. It's a similar okay. situation. Yeah. Different strikers, obviously, yeah. but... I'm gonna go with Kelvin, but I, this is a—I'm f- so excited about this fight. It's gonna be great.
1: You see some straight out, straight up ninja shit out of fucking Israel for sure.
3: You know yeah, I mean? I mean it's a Mu- Muay Thai versus a boxer style. I mean it's, it should be fun. Should be the so rematch,
2: Poirier Holloway. Oh, for the interim lightweight belt. Yeah, do you know how this is gonna end? I do.
1: <sighs> I do. I don't know. I know. I—I I know, know, Jimmy. It's a five-round fight. Um, it's not going five rounds, Jimmy.
2: I don't think it is either, honestly.
1: Fourth round, Max Holloway stoppage. That's, Dustin's tough. God
2: damn it, that's what I had. Dustin
1: is tough. That is literally
2: what I had as well.
1: But Hi, I'm- my copycat friends. How are you? <laughs> Hello, my copycat friends. How but are because you? You copy me, you copy me, you copy me. Because I was the best last month. I'm going to take. Thank you. Mic drop. Anything, please, please, Mike, drop, (laughs) fucking guys.
3: Yeah, Mike, off, Mike,
2: off. Max, decision.
3: Yeah, this. I mean, it's just, and isn't it really? I'm taking Max by fourth round stoppage. Also, it's not even a reflection on Poirier. Poirier is as good as it as they come, but Max is just just, fire. Yeah, and he's. You talk about another guy that's just relaxed in the build up to a fight when he comes out. You watch him what he did to Ortega. He had a blast in there. Yeah. Um i what? I'm what? I'm what? By Stoned. the way, that's for the interim <laughs> UFC lightweight title. And this is Max's lightweight debut. Just uh, for the record. All right. Well, that was. Oh, a- wait
1: a second. What? I knew that. I just like to get. I like to get everybody excited. What a fun episode! I said This was
2: very fun. Thank to you, a
1: famous country singer.
2: Yes, Rodney Atkins. Great job coming in. Nice a nice Alan Joe band. Really uh, fun, and of course, Israel Adesanya. Thank you for calling in. Can you. I
1: pluck one of your eyebrows?
2: I would like. Would to. it hurt? Would it hurt you? A lot. You don't want me to? No, I don't. Oh, you want me to? No. I leave it crazy and long so the girls like it. Ooh, he's a. What he's a professor. They like
1: that? Oh, sure. No. I don't buzz. Sometimes if they get too bushy, I gotta. Uh, this is gonna really be. We gotta well, yeah, I can talk about this. How about, about we save
2: this for next week? It's a real great <laughs> teaser. <laughs> Matt's eyebrow minutes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, fuck. UFC 236 Holloway versus Poirier 2 this Saturday, April 13th from Atlanta, Georgia. Pay-per-view main card starts at whoa, 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 10 whoa, whoa, p.m. Whoa. Eastern. ESPN prelims are on at 8 p.m. Eastern and the UFC Fight Pass prelims, 6.15 Eastern. A lot of good fights throughout the night. I would just start at 6.15.
4: Thank you.
1: Goodbye, every- Jimmy. Don't let the energy die when we're saying goodbye. Oh, you're right. Keep your energy up. Say goodbye, Jimmy.
2: <laughs> Bye, everybody. All right, now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.